just going to uh, bring everyone into the room and get set up for a wonderful bite-sized conversations on this lovely last Friday of the financial year. So here we've got Jenny coming into the room now. Yay. And switch off my video settings. Yay. Hi, Jenny. How are you going? Hello. I'm not too bad today. How are you going, my dear? I'm good. I'm sucking on a giant lozenge, though, because I've got not a huge amount of voice today. <laughs> so, uh, That's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like a bit like it's a Friday and it's a tough, it's a tough day today. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fifth, I had um, started at eight this morning and I have a 15 minute break until six o'clock tonight. I was wow. like, I don't know how that voice is going to go. Good luck with Need to learn to, we need to learn to, you know, to get you to talk from your diaphragm and not your throat. Yes. Or maybe you're just not well. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sick. I've been on the couch days. So not good. I think uh, yesterday you've given me what you have from all the way down there. Yeah, I was super good yesterday. So, um, and didn't have to do that much talking. It's not till today. So anyway, as long as the lozenges work, um, then we're winning. <laughs> They, they argue you should have a little tipple of like a scotch or whiskey or something, but it's probably a bit too early for that. I think maybe. <laughs> maybe. Send you back in New Zealand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how's things going at Elephant in the Room Consulting, Jenny? We're really busy. We're doing really, lots, lots of things going on and quite really busy. Lots of really cool projects happening at the moment um, with um, looking at reconciliation action plans, helping with some conversations that people don't like having some uncomfortable conversations, which I really enjoy doing, which is a bit strange. And of course, coaching programs. So our business owners mastermind starts again. Um, our next program is starting in July. So we have uh, two new people joining our program and we're looking for three more to come and join the, join the tribe and join us in September. So very excited. It's going to be a big couple of months. Oh, that's so awesome. I love yeah. end of financial year. It just Me has too. a bit of a buzz in the air, doesn't it? It's exciting. It really does. So I'm also really. And what about you? How are things going with Hello Media? Uh, um, very, very good. Thank you. It's um, yeah, <laughs> it's very, it's good. It's very good. I'm definitely in the mode of, oh, being sick doesn't pay off. Um, no. even though it was good, I needed to rest and all of that, but now I'm like, whoa, how do I fit in many days into, not many days. True. Very, very true. My new systems and processes are working well so that I can actually stop and rest. So it's yeah, nice. good. It's all good. And I'm excited for our topic today, Jenny. Me too. So women, talking about women. But what I'd like to pick up on while we go into women is what you just said about having the difficult, the difficult bits. Is that has that been with women or with men? A uh, bit of both, actually, but actually some sometimes with women. <laughs> um, this, this week has been a, a mixture of both. And, and a lot of the conversation this week has been around how we build relationships. Um, and I and I use this quite often and I use this, uh, a, a colleague of mine shared with me that we need to move at the speed of trust, which is my favourite kind of tagline that I love because it talks about relationships can only build and grow um, as the trust level builds and grows. And if there's a break in the trust or that changes, then that impacts the relationship. 
And I think as women, we kind of know that we just don't, we don't language it like that, but we know that. Um, and particularly in the Indigenous space, it's various, that's a, that's a really uh, profound um, process. And that my colleague who spoke to us a while ago, Jason Timor, shared that with me and it, and it really drives and I, it really kind of sat with me. And I think that conversation has, whenever I'm talking to anybody now, I'm like, okay, where are we at on that in that position? Because that helps me understand how to have those conversations and how to let other people have those conversations. Gosh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It all yeah. boils down to trust. And I think I was going to bring up today about how for women it's so often around, does it feel right? Mm. Is it, you know, are we, whether you want to call it intuition or whatever you want to call it, we often base things on, does it feel right? Does it oh, sit right? Definitely. And so as soon as you were just mentioning that about trust, and I thought that's exactly what that all boils down to. Does it feel right? Because do I feel like I can trust that person? Yeah, and, and I think, for, and, I, and, I, and maybe it's, and it may be, it's, it's a strange, you know, it's two women talking about this, so maybe we're two a very small pool or a very large pool, that for us, I think building trust and owning trust as a, as a, as a woman is how we kind of live our lives anyway, at least for me it is. And so, and maybe that's linked back to that kind of emotional or heart-centered kind of values-driven model, which not, and that's not exclusive to women, of course. But I think when we want to engage with people, we want to know that people are talking to us and seeing us for our whole person, not just for our gender. And I think knowing that conversation and, and whatever identifications, you know, we talked about last week about diversity and inclusion in the same way is we don't want to be talked to just because we're female. We want to be talked to because we bring value and we can show expertise and we can um, add so much more to the conversation and the research supports that I mean companies that have female leaders in there have any, anywhere from 15 to 30 percent increase in productivity and performance when they have women on their board or women in executive leadership positions and I'm sure that number is growing and so it's, it's a real it's an important part but people don't think about the impact sometimes they just go oh, well it's a female so isn't that cool but it's actually better than that. I love that you just said it's actually better than that. It's absolutely true. The stats are amazing, aren't they? And they when we really look at are. those Australian businesses doing incredible things on the in the world space, look at Canva, for example. Oh, I know. You know, that's that's an amazing thing. And a woman from Perth. And if you look at the number of people, number of women leaders, I think women have started to um, the kind of the shackles have been released in the last decade, I think, for women in, in, in the way that we view ourselves in the business world, the way that how serious we're taken in the business world. And also, I think, recognising our power and our strengths to actually just do things that we probably never normally play in. And I think there's a confidence that's a, maybe that's and that's come, not maybe, I think that's come from the last hundred years of other women kind of building up our confidence and building up an environment that it's accepted. But the number of female entrepreneurs killing it in the IT space is insane. Like you mentioned Canva, but there are so many other Indigenous, not just Indigenous business, but women-led businesses who are, you know, doing amazing innovations and taking, you know, using old technology and reworking them into new technology and creating new technology. But we don't really talk about those. We still talk about, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and, and we still talk about Elon Musk and we don't really think about and talk a lot about the female leaders who are doing those amazing work. Absolutely. Indeed, that is so true. And you just mentioned something there about the women before, and I thought, crikey, it's a really important time to pay our respects and acknowledge how far we've come. Oh, I think it In is. In yeah, mother's time, how different were things? And so what, uh, do you, what do you, well, how do you see this, uh, 
this with, with, with when it comes to women and how women are perceived in business. I mean, you've been in business for a long time. You've had a number of businesses, online businesses, and and with now with Hello Media. How did how have you seen the market change in the way that people are relating to you and 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 engaging with you in the business world? Well, many, 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 many years ago, I was told not to be friends in business. So that it's really important to keep people at that arm's length, that you need to, you know, to be professional, you need to not be friends, yeah. friendly, but not be friends. So I decided that that was never going to work for me. That's not my style. That's not my way of being. And I was not going to really do very well in business, would I, if, it, if I couldn't be true to who I am? No, definitely not. So, I definitely decide um, whether it was, you know, in an e-commerce business and I'm at a trade show and I'm meeting people, you know, male shop owners, et cetera, et cetera. And often it would be women would own the smaller shops, but often I found it was men opening, we'll start again, owning the bigger ones. Yeah. At the chain stores and all of that. That's obviously not true across the board, but that was my experience of it. And so they would come up, they would approach at my stand in a much more official kind of boom, boom, boom sort of a way and their suits and ties and all that, the ladies would cruise through in much more comfortable outfits with more sensible shoes because they were going to be walking concrete all day long for many days. <laughs> and it's like, wow, it's very interesting. The way they would approach you would be want to have a chat about your products as opposed to, right, what kind of deals can we do? Yeah. And it really felt, it just sets things up, doesn't it? The minute that the way that people approach you and the minute that they perceive you. And it's the same when we look at that style of business to this style of business where we jump on a discovery call. And instantly it's like, how, how is that scene set? Am I in a suit and tie? Is it very formal? Or am I just going, hey, nice to see you? It's so yeah. great to catch up. So what I'm doing in that instance is the same as what I'd be doing in person at a networking event, at whatever it was when I was seeing somebody is that it will be much more relaxed because that's my style. I'm yeah. not saying that obviously for all women, but for me, it comes back down to the being friendly. And then is this someone I'll trust? Is this someone that can, you know, that I'm going to get on with because I can't work with people where we actually can't connect doesn't mean we have to be best friends doesn't mean we even have to agree on everything but it's just about can we connect because if we can't connect how on earth are we going to work together yeah and that's, that's, such, an, that's such an important place uh, conversation though i mean you and you mentioned that earlier about the way that we approach businesses and i remember that idea of you know that arm's length conversation be very professional and it's that masculine energy if you like in terms of bringing to that kind of i need to show up and be the expert and be buttoned down and and have this kind of persona when i was in the military someone said to me well jenny if you want to get ahead in the military you need to learn to play golf because that's where all the that's where the decision makers they go and play golf you're a senior officer they all play golf and that was your know, 30 some years ago that's what people did or 25 years ago that's what people did and i could have went well that's going to suck for me because i don't play golf and i don't want to play golf right so there was all these personas and views that we have to have. And I think that relationship piece is so important because that's changed for everybody. I think not just women leaders, but people now know that we need to build a relationship and we need to connect and actually be interested in the person, not just what they're selling. Otherwise, it makes for a very dull and very difficult relationship if it's just around the commodity, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. And as you're walking into an environment, whether it's networking, whether it's in a business meeting with you know a number of people, the way that you walk in 
and the way that you feel the energy in the room and how you're then going to connect with people. So what I noticed with my Positive Passionate Businesswoman meetup group, obviously all women, I would walk into that as an in-person event or as an online event and immediately I just feel hugged. It feels like a really warm environment. It feels really good. And I hope that people always feel really safe in there and you know able to share, et cetera, et cetera. I've been to many networking events that are mixed and particularly yours I just found glorious it was funky and fun and you know lots of stuff going on really good connections going on but for me I'm personally instantly a little more awkward than it would be if it was just women yeah I also think it's really important that I put myself in awkward positions and situations because I like to get out of my comfort zone and like to not always be you know where I'm just sitting back on a comfy couch you know what I mean yeah so that's really important. But what about for you? Because I know that you play in the space more with men than um, just with women, for example. It's a really interesting question. And as you're talking about, I was thinking about that myself, is I used to always have this, and, and maybe it was because I had grown up with very strong parents and both my mum and dad were very strong and you, you know, you just who you are, male or female, you just turn up and show and be strong. And that's, you know, that's how you display um, your, your expertise or your, your leadership or whatever it might be, you know, be that stoicness, I guess, to some extent. And so I used to actually almost not want to play in women-only spaces. So it was almost like for me, why do I need to play in a women-only space? I'm perfectly capable of, you know, playing in an equal space and demonstrating my, my, my ability and my prowess and all those things in a, in a, in a mixed-gender space. And so it was only in the last probably three or four years since I started the company that I started to actually see the value in actually creating this kind of female community and the women community where we really do come from a place of if you've had a crap day, people don't just don't kind of try and keep knocking you down. There's a, there's a real care and interest to say, well, what can I do to help and how do I support you and how do you want to show up today and how can I help you do that because I can see your flat. And in fact, a beautiful friend of mine this morning who I absolutely adore and is one of my favorite people in the world, Leanne, called me this morning just to say, hey, I was, I was just thinking of you and wanted to say, I think you're pretty great. And I just went, you know, I'm having you've had a tough week. And to have a call like that was pretty damn good. Now, I don't imagine that happening in any other environment than this that we've created. And so being able to share that and experience that and be okay with us having that vulnerability, I think, is what I've really lent into and enjoyed. And it's made me a better business owner. It's made me a better human, I think, to be honest. But it also has given me new connections and new perspectives that I'd never really thought about. And so when it comes to running my networking events and with People Purpose Profit, for us, it's very much about a heart-led business. And so it's funny, the business owners that we attract, the male business owners that we attract are all actually business owners who are wanting to live with purpose and to really kind of, and, and maybe that's the environment that they can come and say, you know, I can actually have difficult conversations. I can share things that I probably wouldn't share in a typical button-down suit and tie networking event as you do with ours, which is relaxed. You know, I wear my Air Force Ones and I'm relaxed and we have wine and we just enjoy ourselves because it's about creating connection first and then let's do some business if that works. And if not, let's just stay friends. I love it. I think that's just wonderful, Jenny. And then I thought, how about we flip it on its head and we don't talk about the wonderfulness of us as women and working with other women and we talk about the bitches. 
and they're not all about you know and I agree with you when you said before about you know you can be you can be quite transparent with women I, I can say to my beautiful client this morning oh I'm you know still not 100% yet with my crackly voice and and then pretend that I'm absolutely fine and professional and let's let's get on with it because I can still be professional even with my uh, uh, voice but last night I was having a session with this beautiful client and she told me two quite horrifying things and one of them to do was that they had a social media manager and when they decided not to work together anymore that social media manager went public with it she didn't say who she was but she literally made a video about her and she got herself into spots so she like acted it out and she goes so this is what it is when you've got a client that won't listen to you so I'm sitting over here and I'm saying da, 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 da. now I'll come over here and I'll be the client and go no I want to stay in the dark ages and then we come over here and we say this and then we say that and I'm she's like we saw it on social media she was literally reenacting our conversation it was horrifying goodness gracious. what who does that for starters, we know what's happened. She's burnt her bridges for any future things that might happen. Of course. So, you know, that's a bad thing in itself. But then also you tell other people, don't you? I mean, I don't know the name of that person. I didn't ask or anything like that. But immediately I'm like, oh, my God, that is such bad form. And then there was another instance that she told me about that was different, um, you know, from a few years ago, et cetera. But again, it was women putting the other one down or a woman putting the other one down. And I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Do men do that? Do they get all catty and petty and bitchy? I'm sure to a certain degree, yes. But I think because they haven't got that level of... Um, sharing feelings and all of that maybe that's not going on to the same extent what's your thought around that Jenny I think it's a really good point and I've actually talked to Michael I, I, we talk about this a lot because he asks me questions about who I'm talking to and if I get off the phone he's like who was that call with or what was that conversation and I think there is that there tends to be and this is just, and I know we're talking you know big paintbrushes here but um or broad, broad statements is that men tend to be a little bit more kind of you know, hands off and less emotional in the conversation. If someone annoys them, it's like, whatever, we walk away. We just don't worry about it. We let it go or they let it go. Whereas I, I find that women do seem, and maybe it's that throwback to the fact that we're, we're so many, for so many women, it's been a battle to try and get position and get awareness and get, um, you know, build their confidence and build their, their profile that when somebody goes against that or seems to challenge that, their immediate reaction is to defend and, you know, they become like the mother lion who's defending their, their, their cubs by saying, okay, you are not going to, you are not going to, you know, take me down today. And in fact, instead of just being okay with it, I'm actually going to respond with, you know, with aggression or with, with that kind of negativity or that negative energy. And I think that happens a lot. And what I've learned from, from my experience, and I've had people that I've met with on workshops where I've had a, a beautiful conversation thinking this is going to be so much fun. Here's someone who loves leadership. I love talking about leadership. Let's talk about leadership. And the result was, why are you asking me about that? Who do you think you are to ask me about why I want to do leadership? And I'm like, dude, I just wanted to chill. I want to have a conversation about something that I love. And so some women, I think, it comes from a place of a lack of confidence. And it comes from a place of I'm always wanting to make sure I'm enough because on some level, I don't think I am. So therefore, I have to always be on top. I have to always be showing that I can say the right things and be the right things and do the right things and be that person that's always on top because then that will build and fill those gaps that I haven't worked on 
because it's all about public success. So I find for women particularly that when you see that response or that response comes, it's because they have uh, they have um, a, a a lack of self confidence and perhaps a little bit of self awareness that this is actually not about them. It's about their client just making a choice to step away. Absolutely, yes. And what about on social media? How, for example, I'm not going to you know name the name of the group, but we know that there's that Facebook group for women that's ginormous and you can be pretty sure if you post in there you're going to get absolutely slammed in the comments there will be some that are particularly helpful but there will be many many more that are just plain old nasty so you know we call them keyboard warriors because it's not like you would have that same conversation in the street with someone as it's happening behind behind the screen or behind your phone what do you think's going on there jenny uh i I think that to me is a similar conversation i guess as a business coach and as as a coach talking to people about why you need to respond in that negative way. I mean, it's the same reason trolls exist, I think. it's They get joy out of they can't achieve it or they don't know how to achieve it, so they don't want anyone else to achieve it either. So they feel that their job is on some level to just kind of test the waters and knock you down. And, and maybe it's an Australian thing, but I know it exists globally. But in Australia, we have that tall poppy syndrome, which is really sad. We have that here of wanting to not have somebody be better than us or, or do better than us, whereas... You and I succeed, I think, in collaborations because we love that each of us are doing so well. We love celebrating each other's success and we actually want to, we're, you know, holding it up. And if we could put it, you know, more chocks underneath each of, each of us, we would to try and lift each other as each of us up. And I think some women just don't feel confident enough in themselves. So their response is, if I'm not confident, then no one else should be confident. And I don't think for a lot of women, it's even a conscious awareness. I think it's something that just happens they just feel like they should respond in that way and they don't even know why they're doing it. I agree. And I think the problem with social media comments is that it's so instant that you haven't even taken the moment to pause. No. Think, consider how's it going to affect that person. Yeah. In fact, is what I'm writing even how it's going to be perceived? Oh, Same. 100%. That, 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 it's, that, it's, the, it's the knee-jerk response. It's the kind of... You know, you're standing with somebody and someone says something to you and you, all you see is red and you've only heard three of the words, not the whole conversation and the context is lost and then the communication breaks down and then you're like, okay, there's nothing, there's, there's, no, there's no coming back from those kind of conversations in a face-to-face. And to some extent, I think people forget that it's, it has the same emotional response. But if you're, if you're looking at someone, there's a, there's a natural pause to be like, do I need to yell at you right now? Do I need to kind of, you know, say something nasty or should I just be like, I'm not happy with it and walk away? And I, and I agree that there are some women who, um, who feel like it's their responsibility to make sure other women know where they sit in the, in, the, in, the, in the pecking order or the space. And that, again, comes back to that sometimes an unconscious position of I just, I don't want to be the one left behind. I want to be yeah. up there with you and you're, you're a bit higher than me or you're a bit further along than me. So, and it's, I guess it's an interesting conversation because I had something with somebody recently, which I think was a conversation last week, also reaffirmed it when we were saying when you see someone, a female or someone wearing clothes that we go, oh, that's an interesting choice. And they go, and they're really comfortable. That Our response of that's an interesting choice, whether or not it is, comes from a place of us going, well, I couldn't do that. That's, <laughs> that doesn't align with my values or Maybe that's not appropriate, but that's a judgment that I'm making really about myself, not about them. But it comes out as something about the other person. And I think in all these comments, if we stopped and said, what does this say about me in me saying that? Maybe do I really want to keep, continue with that conversation? 
<laughs> such a good one, Jenny. My brother and I both often talk about judging because my 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 mother's a judge of uh, dance judge and my grandmother was a speech and drama judge so like see it's just in our it's not our genetics it's not our fault that we're so judgy but then luckily my niece said maybe we could say less about the judgy and it's more about analyzing analyzing yes. to help <laughs> so we're trying oh, to analyzing to help well I think in some respects it's a beautiful point because I think some women who go online and give their two cents worth in a comment in some respects think that they're doing the right thing this person needs to know my information. They need to know what I'm saying and they need to know my opinion because they've asked for it. So therefore I'm going to give it to them. Yeah. And, and, I, and to me, it goes back to the idea that you and I have the same conversations with our clients to say, well, what are you trying to say with that comment? What's the purpose or the intention of the comment? And is that a comment that needs to be public or is that just a DM or a private message where you say, hey, I just saw your post just thought you might want to say, might want to note X, Y, Z. And you could do that as a private conversation if you really wanted to give feedback. That's how you would do that. But if you're doing it on a public page, it's to make a clear statement and to actually, you know, either cut them down or try and increase your position in that discussion by putting something controversial in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the other icky part of it, um, women, which is about money. So mm. why is it, do you feel, that we're still earning less, that we're still asking for less, particularly in those top jobs? Yeah, it's a really, really great question. And I just had this conversation with a potential client this morning. I put a job uh, position uh, quote in for uh, some work uh, coming and I got a call back saying, hey, we had to get a couple of quotes and your quote, quote is double the price of the other person. I said, okay, well, I can't do it for that price and I'm not going to do it for that price. And they're like, no, we know you won't and we know you shouldn't. We just need to find a balance. And it was an interesting conversation from my perspective is because I think so many women feel that they, or they do undervalue, undervalue themselves because of the narrative that's existed for many years. We're about saying, well, I haven't got as much experience or I've been out of the workforce with kids. And so what, what can I possibly offer? And I think we still have this underlying almost generational kind of feeling that we're not quite right. We, again, we don't know that it's existing. The subconscious belief structure around what we're worth. Whereas I've come through and you and I both had this conversation regularly about, I know what my value is as a coach. I know what my value is as a consultant and I know the outcomes people get when we work together. So therefore I'm going to value myself at that position and, and, and through demonstration and through the delivery of my work, people will recognize that's the value. And I think when we start to make that connection with what am I giving you as a in, in delivery of my service in an executive role, what is, the, what is the revenue you're making, what's the success in the culture, all those things, when we start to make that connection between what we do as a, as a human in a role in an executive and, and the outcomes of the company, that, allows, that will allow women to then sit there and go, okay, well, actually, this is what I'm worth, so that's what you need to start paying. But we don't have that. I don't believe many women, even women in executive roles who are killing it and doing amazing work, I don't necessarily think they've made that full connection through to the value they're giving to the business. Yeah, absolutely. How about we have that as our big topic for next week, Jenny, and we talk money again. I so not it. necessarily money with women, but uh, money in general and, yeah. and how it's perceived and how we ask for it, how we put up our prices. That could be a great time to do that because it'll be the first week of July. I think and it's a great conversation. And money money with women seems to be, so I guess 
it's, it goes back to the days for us as well. You would have seen, you, you would have grown up. I mean, we're in that kind of late 40s age group where we're thinking, you know, we grew up with, don't talk about money, sex or religion, right? Or politics, if you're, depending on which circles you're in, right? They're the ones you didn't talk about. You'd never talked about what you got paid because that was a private well, thing. How much something cost? Or how much something costs. Whereas for me, money, and you know, money is just money. What I'm getting paid is irrelevant. It doesn't, how much the company is choosing to pay me doesn't devalue the how much I'm worth because worth and what I'm being paid are two very different things. And I think when we detach our worth from how much money we're getting paid, it will actually encourage you to ask for more because you start to go with your value and worth over, you know, oh, well, I should be so grateful that they're paying me this amount. Oh, hell no. You should be, they should be grateful to have you giving the value that you're giving them to the organisation and that's the switch. So I think that's a great topic for us to talk about next week. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to that with you, Jenny. So tell, tell um, everybody, how can they get in touch with you? Um, oh, my gosh, it's already half an hour. Um, uh, you can get in touch with me on Facebook and Insta is the best two places. I like to hang out at Elephant in the Room AU on both of those places. Or you can find me on LinkedIn and on uh, my personal Facebook page. Basically, if you type in Elephant in the Room consulting into Google, I'll come up. You can find me that way. But definitely Facebook is where I love to hang out. Great. And how about you, Tali? Where do people find you? hellomedia.team on Instagram and find the Facebook group hellomedia.team and that's our website too and um, then our, we should mention our meetup groups Jenny because both you and I run them we do tell we me about yours bring it up so mine's positive passionate businesswoman and it's obviously just for women and it before COVID it was in-person meetups um, in the Byron Shire Northern Rivers area and since COVID it's Anyone from anywhere in the world can join and they're all online. So, um, yeah, Positive Passionate Businesswoman, there's a page on the website. Tell us about yours, Jenny. Um, before I do, and I love your meetup group. Your meetup group has such an incredible number of active women and so many amazing businesses who come and chat and share knowledge in that. And you have the most, some of the best lucky door prizes of any meetup ever. <laughs> So if you're just into wanting, you know, sampling amazing product, you need to, you're a female, join that, that, join that group. Uh, mine is People Purpose Profit Business Network. We're an in-person meetup group. I still like to catch up face-to-face -face and clink glasses with people with a glass of wine. Um, our meetups are generally held at the moment in the Brisbane, Brisbane Business Hub. It's in the uh, CBD in Brisbane. Um, and we run uh, every four to six weeks. So our next uh, event is in the second week of August. Um, and we're really excited because uh, we've got a very exciting special guest, which I can't announce yet, but very exciting special guest that we're coming. So, um, again, great conversations. And it's open to anyone who's in business. Awesome. Sounds exciting. I hope that I can get to that one. And it's interesting that you mentioned about enjoying the, the meetup in person, et cetera. So I don't know why I haven't gone back to that yet because it's not like I don't plan to, but maybe that things are still so iffy with, you know, yeah. I think at the moment, New South Wales seems to be kind of up and down. We're lucky here yeah. in Brisbane. We've, you know, we've got borders that get closed on an instant on a dime. So um, it's, I think there's a lot of challenges around, uh, unfortunately, in New South Wales at the moment. But, and, and, but what I love about yours and the way that you manage your Zoom groups and particularly your meetup is at the same time, the women, women turn up, they're there to connect, but they can sit there with their kids in the background, have a glass of wine, enjoy, still have life, but be able to connect with women. And I think for many of the people who come to your groups, particularly those from overseas, they couldn't do that if it was in person. So you're providing an opportunity for women 
to connect and still have a you know still have family time without disrupting too much which I love right I love that too and funny enough but just before COVID my plan was to travel with the meetup group jump over to New Zealand head off to Melbourne and all that and you know do these great in person in different places and then boom COVID but yeah so it's it's interesting isn't it where the world is at right now well, I look forward to chatting to you next week. You look after yourself this week and we will chat on Friday about money. Thanks, Jenny. You too. Have a wonderful weekend. See you, Kai. See you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Everyone. Bye.